All right, so Evan, you got tickets to the ALCS Game 3 this week, didn't you? I did, yeah. Houston versus Dallas, a good old Texas well, classic. Texas, but, you know. Okay, the Arlington, the I guess, is what I should have said. Ever, yeah, the team has only ever been based in Arlington, so let's give Arlington some credit here. Well, maybe I'm giving them a little bit of whatever the opposite of credit is, because... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're going to root for the Astros and our boy Phil Maton uh, on I'm, the Astros roster. I am absolutely not doing that. Um, I, He's a tech I alum. Hope- you're on a tech podcast right now. This is I- my new series called Gotcha, where <laughs> uh, we get the different hosts of the show, but not me. I want to make that clear. That's one of the rules. <laughs> and uh, just want to point out that you're rooting against a tech alum when uh, you go to the ballpark Wednesday. Yeah, I, I hope that Maton gets in when the Rangers are up like, you know, 10 to 1 and that he does very well while he's in the game. I would be, uh, <laughs> you know, I would love to see that on Wednesday, right? Like a, a little seventh inning, you know, clean inning for our boy Phil after the Rangers already have the game uh, well in hand because, um, and I think I speak for everyone on this show, fuck the Astros, <laughs> um, and but not Phil Maton. He wasn't on the team when they cheated. So, you know, we're, we're good so, with him. $10,000? I paid $143 after fees for my ticket. That's about what a tech ticket goes for nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah. Give or take. <laughs> you could probably buy Joe IA Stadium for $143. <laughs> right now. The naming rights to Joe IA Stadium <laughs> cost $100. Yeah. Well, um, Evan Spencer Field at Joe IA Stadium. <laughs> yep. It's a lot of money to pay to watch the Rangers lose. Hey, they haven't lost yet in the postseason, as we record anyway. <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna ca- it'll catch up to me. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And so yet- let me let me jump in here, Nathan, <laughs> before you get started. Can can we even say that we're devoted to tech hopefully not dying at this point? I mean, devoted to tech dying. Uh, well, we're devoted, devoted regardless to, of if tech dies. Yeah, right. We're still guess, here doing this. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. We did take like six days five days yeah. after the loss to kind of recover mentally recording this on Sunday night. I don't think that there was, I don't think there was much to uh, recover from. I mean, I needed the yep. saints to lose embarrassingly to remind me of they did lose, didn't they? that it's always just kind of sucky. How many games yep. in the row? In, the saints have lost like what? Three of the last four games. Something like that. Yep. But we're not Derek here to talk about the saints. I'm not sure why Derek I'm transitioning into talking about the bulldogs because yeah. I, mean, I would kill for Derek Carr quarterback for tech right now. Uh, I think anything would be an improvement over uh, fucking, mean, over a, over a fucking lawn gnome. Which one's the lawn gnome? Cumby would probably have him as the third string if we're being honest. But um, that kicker really <laughs> comes for Texas kids. Uh, so Derek Carr's from Texas, though I believe. So maybe I don't know. Uh, no, maybe he, he'd have no, a chance. No, he's not. He was born in California. But his brother played for Houston, yeah. so he was living in Texas. I think. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. I think he, I think he played high school ball in in, uh, in Houston. But he did. Uh, anyway, it was another. But nobody likes Houston, so yeah. Another disastrous performance. Our team's just bad. It, yeah. Yes, they are. But we said last week. I said last week specifically. The road to a bowl or no bowl starts now, and I think we got the answer to that question. Yeah, four games left to win three. Got the bye week here finally. And you know what's crazy is I'm going to fool myself into thinking Tech can still do it because they are playing Sam Houston, uh, New, New Mexico, Mexico State. State. And unfortunately, Jacksonville State, who look like perennial all-stars already. Tech's not going to beat Liberty. <laughs> now that I've said that, Tech will win two more games. 
They'll beat Liberty inexplicably and NMSU. And Jacksonville. And yeah. Or they'll beat Jacksonville State and Liberty for some reason, but yeah. lose at home on homecoming. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this game, we all kind of called it out at the beginning of the year. You know, the five days after the previous game is really tough going on the road. But watching the game, I mean, it it didn't feel like that was the reason we lost. It just felt like we don't know what we're doing out there, you know, and it was – it was the same kind of thing. Um, you know, we, we take an early six to three lead, uh, miss the extra point or it's blocked or something. I don't even remember. Yeah, officially it's blocked. And then it's just like, you know, MTSU was kind of able to, able to push us around. They completed a lot of passes and, you know, they were more efficient than us through the air. They didn't have any turnovers at all, which was kind of their big problem coming into the game. But I mean, MTSU just, they were the better team, at least in the first three quarters. And uh, something happened in the third quarter that changed our offense a little bit. I guess we'll talk about that. But uh, MTSU was up 24 to nine. Right. And it's just kind of like we we keep giving up these leads and then trying to come back late. But you can't we can't get it done. Yeah. Well, the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last week that it deep was mad. Last... could have been the yeah. entire episode is just. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, because yeah, last week I was mad. This week I'm just like, I mean, apathetic. okay, I guess, well, I guess this is who we are guys, now. You guys try to keep us just structured every once in a while, but uh, <laughs> it sucks badly because, and I'm going to be all over the place here because the game itself, you guys, listeners, if you did watch, sorry, Why? if you didn't, you didn't miss anything. Uh, this game was just a, a dud. It was really unpleasant to watch, and to make matters worse, after. The game, Cumbie just keeps digging in his heels as to why he wants to put Turner out there and saying that we were just as efficient with Turner as we were with Hank, which is fucking objectively wrong. I'm not sure. I'm really not ready to throw in the towel yet, but it kind of sounds like, Evan, you're at your wits end and maybe you are. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Jack Turner was in the game, right? It, it, he started, he played until early in the third quarter. And he completed uh, 14 of his 23 pass attempts for 162 yards, one touchdown, one interception. My problem with Jack Turner is that he goes from like making a perfect throw to Kyle Maxwell for that first touchdown to the interception that he threw, which was, and I I said this in the chat. So uh, Ryan Rivera ran like an out route in the end zone and he wasn't open. Jack Turner threw the ball anyway. Um, I throw a better spiral. Than Jack Turner threw on this on this ball. It wasn't he wasn't hit while he was throwing or anything like that. But it was a complete wounded duck of a pass, like three yards behind Ryan Rivera, who was not open again. And that was sort of the final straw for Cumby, and that's what made him pull Jack and, and put in Hank. You know, I'm not going to pretend like Hank hit every throw. He he completed you know 67 percent of his passes, 16 for 24 um, for 178 yards, but he wasn't missing wide open guys. It was like tight windows and stuff was getting, uh, stuff was getting defended by MTSU, but Jack Turner was, was missing, you know, wide open guys. And he was putting the ball over smoke's head and stuff like that. And it's just like, uh, Cumbie came out after the game and, and basically said the same thing he's been saying, which is like, we're going to evaluate and we'll go with whoever gives us the best chance to win. And There's it's like four fucking games left in the season. You should know who your the better quarterback is. Yeah. Is my right. whole thing about all of this to get That's back right. into the angry part for a second. Because yeah. we've played 
eight games. There are four left. You've seen enough from both of these guys to have an understanding of who is better. Who's better? Right. Right. We'll evaluate both each week. What? No, that's what are you evaluating at this point that you haven't already seen this year? Yeah, yeah. it's really stupid. It's really stupid. And it, and it's not it's not like Hank's gonna make us like it's not like if Hank had started all those games that we just lost, we would have won them all. But like maybe one of them. I mean, yeah, like I mean winning at yeah, least the win, one. winning the West <laughs> Western game, potentially the MTSU game. I mean, he came in and, and he didn't like I said, he missed some throws too, but like he only got to play for like one in like probably 1.6 quarters, I'd say, and had more completions, more yards and no interceptions where Jack, you know, Jack was still completing some throws that looked real bad, right? Like kind of the wounded duck throws that I'm talking about. Hank throws a pretty nice zippy pass in there. And like, I don't know, it's just so frustrating because it's like, can we just get out of our own way? And, and on that note, I mean, I don't know if y'all have more to say about the quarterback situation, but well, the, getting out of our own way, to me, like, I think we had three possessions inside the five-yard line where we came <laughs> away with three points and we had three fucking false starts. Yeah, to say, yeah. That, that's another thing, so, a huge lack what, of discipline. What the, f- what the fuck are we doing? Like, that's that's the stuff that makes me mad. Like, otherwise I'm pretty apathetic and I'm like, ah, our team's just not that good. But it's like, no, we're moving the ball. We outgained MTSU. We had way more first downs in this game. And yet they were beating us 31 to 16 with like five minutes left. Like what? How? Right. Well, because we get to the fucking one yard line and we have a false start or a holding penalty. And then we miss a field goal. And then, you know, and our play calling just turns to shit. And it's just like, we can move. Okay, now we figured out how to move the football, but then when we get to the end zone, it just stops, right? I, I don't know. Well, so the big complaint that I have is you have a head coach that doesn't know what they're doing. And yeah, that, that's, Evan, you, you, you had said in the chat that you had said something along the lines of, I don't think he's cut out for this. I mean, maybe he is. The results speak for themselves. Yes, I don't, at I don't, least. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, my God, my, he's in my, his 40s. <laughs> my thing with that is it's game 20. Like, this is not game three anymore yeah. of your head coaching career. Like, I, I just, well, like, I, I mean, don't know. I just don't not, know, like, what yeah. we're supposed to do at this point. Like, how, what, is he going to wake up in this bye week and, like, stop getting 12 men on the field penalties coming out of a timeout? I, I don't know, right? Like, what is wrong with this team? I think it starts well, with, it with starts, the coaching. It starts at the top. Yeah, you're right. It does. It starts at the top. And I've been on Scott Power since uh, I heard he existed. And we all know my opinions on him. And in spite of the diarrhea defense, uh, the offense has been the worst thing to watch. Evan, you had said that, you know, maybe he's not cut out for this right now or whatever, but the big problem yeah, I don't is tech. some of that I think is just being frustrated after the game, sure. you know, but I, I don't think it's too far off though. And the bigger problem is, is that tech is stuck with this guy. There's nothing we can do. We can't, can't buy him out. I mean, maybe we can. Maybe I mean, there's not a lot of credence to us saying we can't. I mean, maybe we can. I don't know. But uh, Jesus Christ, it just—I don't see us getting any better anytime soon. Because yeah, as I've said in the chat a million times, like this is a trickle-down thing. You know, realignment's going to fuck college football until it dies. You know, the mid-major programs are going to die. It's going to be yeah. the elites, and then basically FCS, and there's not going to be a middle ground. So. When you are struggling mightily to get players into your school, this doesn't help. So it just, it sucks, man, because 
what you're seeing is the beginning of a process that I think is going to end up with tech being far worse off than they were when Skip left. Yeah. I mean, I think everything's like coalescing to make that true, right? Just the changes in the sport generally. And then the fact that we are probably in the midst of our worst three-year period, like in school history, if not if not FBS history, like since 1988, when we made the jump, somebody was on Bleed Tech Blues forums earlier saying like, we've had two, three year stretches in the nineties where we only won 10 games in, in three seasons. Uh, if we don't win another game that this will be actually the worst stretch of worst Louisiana Tech period. football. Yeah. In um, 1993, we went two and nine In 1994, three and eight, 1995, five and six. Yeah. So 93 to 95, and then I think 94 to 96, we also won 10 games in that stretch or something. But so it's just, it's just rotten. And it's disheartening because you watch the games, like going, watching the MTSU game, I just kept saying to myself, they're going to lose. I I felt pretty good after Turner's one, one and only really good throw, but it was going downhill pretty quickly after that. So. Uh, at this point, nothing should surprise. Nothing should surprise us. Tech has lost to. This isn't the first time they've done this. Lost to a team that had no FBS wins this season. Uh, mm-hmm. They've lost to. Gee, well, they've lost to. I mean, I'm not going to go down the laundry list of people they've lost to. They've lost to five yeah. teams. But the thing is, is we keep saying, "Oh, it can't get much worse." But yeah, it could. They could lose to uh, Sam Houston State, who has no FBS wins in the history of their program. Right on homecoming. <laughs> right yeah, yeah we could that i mean that would honest to god be the the straw that breaks the back for me i mean and just, uh, as crazy it's as just, it seems tech could still go bowling because if they if they do beat sam houston and they do beat new mexico state like i think they will then it, they've just got to get past jacksonville state or liberty which yeah, tall task unfortunately but jesus yeah. we there's still a chance here we're we gonna say yeah i mean it's just it's so frustrating i i think because it's not like we've been completely terrible across the board all season, right? Like Hank Bachmeyer comes in for two drives, scores two touchdowns, and then the third one is a uh, you know turnover on downs to end the game, where I would argue the play call was not the best. But my point being that you know Hank Bachmeyer's three or two of his four drives in the game are touchdown drives, and it's like okay, well maybe if we had been playing him from the beginning, like this would have been better. And then the second half against Western, I, I don't need to go down that road again, but like we fucking dominated the quote unquote best team in our conference, right? So outscored them 21 nothing. They had, they gained 70 yards. So it's like, why can we be that good? And yet we're sitting here three and five, having lost to two of the worst teams in FBS, you know, ourselves not included there, uh, you know, in North Texas, who was bad and MTSU, who was real bad. And, you know, here we are. We could be five and three pretty easily. And and that's not even including if we had played a f- complete game against Western. Right. So, so it's like. And, and the reasoning why is that is that we're playing to the level of our opponent, whether that's for good or for bad. I remember before the Western Kentucky game, I was I think I was driving somewhere. And so I was listening to the coaches interview on the radio show before the game started and Gumby mentioned the fact when they went up 14-0 against UTEP, he starts thinking, okay, we're up 14-0. We're about to play another game in a short week. What do we need to do? The little window into his mindset there sounded very, okay, we're up 14-0. Now we just need to not lose. 
Yeah, um, and granted, we never went up big against Western Kentucky or Middle Tennessee. No. But it feels like it's a very either trying to metagame the game of football or just the, the mentality isn't right in terms of what no. you need to do to win these games. You it's can't be thinking, dumb. all right, we need to save things for the fourth quarter if you're going down by three scores in the third quarter. There's no reason to save your best stuff for the end if that's what's really happening. And I I don't 100% believe that. Well, people um, know, but well, it would be, you would think that it wouldn't be that case. But I mean, man, people will shock you with how stupid they are. But what... What I was going to say, though, is it's like with Skip, not to keep bringing you up, Skip, but with him, uh, people said he had a habit of playing not to lose. And that is the dumbest mentality a head coach could have in football. I'd rather have an asshole coach that goes out and fucking runs the score up by 40 fucking touchdowns than have some little dipshit who says, well, you know, we're up by 14. Uh, maybe we should just run a couple of these uh Plays hit. No, that's just yeah, dumb. five minutes into the game, too, or whatever that was. Like dumb. the the window into his mind there made me very uneasy. And he's only gone on to kind of add to that in these past couple weeks where this team just we talked last yeah. week about the whole like, does a team take their foot off the gas? Do they really make halftime adjustments? Stuff like that. But that's the annoying thing about this team is that they have looked good at times. And maybe it's just, we haven't watched bad tech football in a long time. I was spoiled. My first year at tech was 2012, right? 2013 was a bad football team. But then after that, we had so many great years and and even skips last year, we had some things to be excited for last year. We had a quarterback of the future to be excited for this year. Feels like the first time where we don't have anything really to be excited for. We are showing little bits of greatness in between long stretches of just unacceptable play and we're watching college football blow up to a point where the question of what's the point keeps entering my mind as a tech fan well what's the point is right because it it, it feels like what the fuck is it just going to be like well these low-level fbs schools that aren't worth shit are going to have to drop down to fcs i mean will they rename fcs like the the fucking championship league i mean i know that's what it is now technically but what are they going to do? Re- rebrand it and just lump us in with FCS schools? And I'm just doomsday scenarioing myself out the window here. Well, yeah, it's that, very I mean, frustrating. That's, that's a big part of my apathy towards college football at this moment in time is like, you know, tech is bad. So that certainly does not help my uh, overall feeling. But like, I just, and I've said this on the show before, I just want the haves, like the, you know, the 32, 36, however many schools that have decided that, you know, it's all about money and they have the money. Like, I just want them to do what they want to do, like split off, make their own league, whatever. And then the rest of us can pick up the pieces and figure it out. But like what they're doing is making these small incremental changes that don't make any sense. Like, you know, USC is now in the pack or is now in the big 10 and fucking SMU who no one cares about is now going to be in the ACC, like because Dallas has a big market. But like I was at their season opener this year, right after they announced they were going to the ACC And there were more people in Ruston for the FIU game than there were in Dallas for anyway. My point is like, we're all getting left behind and, and there's not going to be a way for us to figure out what to do because it's going to, we're just going to be bled dry over the next 10 years instead of, instead of saying like, Hey, clean break right now, you know, second tier teams, y'all figure out what you want to do. And you know, the LSU's Alabama's Notre Dame's of the world will go do their own thing and be the semi-pro league they want to be. 
right? So I don't know. It, it's just like that's where my apathy kind of stems from. And then tech, you know, being, being awful <laughs> against a one in five team on a fucking Tuesday night on CBS Sports Network, like it's not helping, you know? No. And if I'm a donor right now, let's say I actually sure. have enough money to give to tech athletics in a meaningful way. What do I think would be the point of donating right now? And I hate the right. kind of people that go on the message boards and go, I'm not donating one more cent until they fire whichever coach for whichever sport. And that's not what I'm saying here. But if I'm a donor to Louisiana Tech right now, do I really think I'm making the best use of my funds if that's ever really the best use of your funds? Well, yeah, who, um, it's not. But who the fuck would want to donate? Because because it feels like a sunk cost. Because yeah. this team, let, let's say, let's say next year we go twelve and zero. Let's say actually the team is very, very good next year. Let's just say that happens. What changes? Oh, sure, yeah. Nothing. Uh, I mean, I think fans no, would be more in into it if we were winning games. Uh, I mean, do you think we'd sell well, out the Joe if we went twelve and zero? No, no, no. So like, if you go twelve and zero and you're a really, really good mid-major program like Tech was at one point, like four or five years ago. Uh, if you are a pretty good mid-major school, then maybe when the reshuffling is done, there's going to be like a Premier League with the elites, and then like a mid-major, and then like and then FCS. Like I wouldn't want Tech to be considered so shit that they're not offered a spot in this new mid-major league or whatever the fuck I worry about. But that that, that that's all pie in the sky shit. I mean, this. Yeah, we're we're way yeah. off topic, which is fine because we I are, don't want to talk about this game any more than we have to. No, no, but the, the game was just that. A shit that's show, what's but. feeding into all of this. I think it's more than just the fact that we lost this game by eight. After I'm not, I don't even know what to end that sentence with. But after how bad the game was beforehand, it's not that right. we've lost our last two games and midweek games on the on the Tuesday nights, or that we're three and five on the season right now and trying to get to bowl eligibility with a, a wing and a prayer. It's that. Tech is bad and the future looks dark, whether that be what's happening to this football team. Last year, we had a quarterback of the future to be excited about until he transferred out. We don't really. Hank is gone after this year. I believe no, Jack Hank, Turner. Hank has another year. He has another he year. It, okay. But, but does he, he want it? it would you yeah. want to Would bother? you want to play for Coach Cumbie again? I mean, uh, Hank probably feels the worst out of all the players because you're sold a bill of goods, it seems like, because he left Boise. And yeah. I don't know if he already has a graduate degree. This could be his last year of getting a degree, but he's working on a master's. At the end of this year, if you've after what's happened, if you've got your degree at Law Tech, your master's, get up to get the fuck out of here because you're not going to the NFL. You're nowhere near good enough to go to the NFL. So just take your ball and go home, man. <laughs> go back to California and you know start over. Be your brother's agent because he's probably going to go to the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, you want to talk about something the, something good? Like what what was good in this game? Give me uh, nothing. Hardly anything. I'll I'll always say that uh, our skill position players seem to be very good. Here comes the apathy again, folks. Listen, because of the fucking portal and everything. Cyrus Allen probably gonna fuck off. Oh. Uh, smoke. Uh, smoke. Smoke's done after this year, but yeah, he's done. So he's done. Yeah, smoke's, he's a, smoke's a super and, senior this year, but yeah, um, so, so smoke's done, but yeah, Cyrus is probably out of here. But uh, let, let me, let me talk about, so you mentioned smoke and Cyrus. I mean, I have been begging for coach Cumby to find a way to highlight these guys, to get these guys, the football. And he really hasn't done it consistently. Right. And, and whether that's the quarterback making a different read or whether it's Cumby not scheming ways to, get our best playmakers open in space. 
This game, those two combined for 18 touches and the other receivers. Yeah, yeah. So I like that. I think that's a good sign. I think Cumbie clearly was like, we're going to get Smoke Harris the football in space. And he did. 11 receptions for 129 yards. Cyrus had seven for 103. Like, that's what I want to see. That's that's. Yeah, yeah you're and, right. And I that's even, what I've been begging for it. all year. I've been begging for that. And, you know, the thing that I don't really understand about this game is you know, Tyree Shelton having only 10 carries, but I guess maybe he got hurt. I, I don't remember. But, you Worst know, it's, it's kind of like those are the three that I want to see with the football in their hands. Tyree Shelton, Smoke Harris, Cyrus Allen. And this was the first game where I felt like, okay, he's he's built the offensive game plan around getting Smoke the football for the first time. You know, but the shitty thing about that was early in the chat while we were watching the game, I said, wow, I like this. We're getting the ball in the hands of our playmakers. And Evan, you had said, that's what I've been trying to say. Yeah, (laughs) it felt good. But what what went wrong? Because 18 touches between the two is ridiculous and to still come up short. So I was getting a little frustrated at first, uh, not at first. I was getting a little frustrated after a while because it felt like the play calls that were going to them were pretty anemic. Meaning, there was a lot of a, a lot a lot of screens and shit yeah. like that, which at first is fine. It's fine while it's working, and I I think Nathan Nathan you pointed out right like keep running it while it's working, but then we kept running it after it had stopped working, right? Yeah, but, but like the in the second that is, quarter like, they were keying on the on the uh, on the wide receiver screen, and we kept trying and to it run was it. Bombing, right? Yeah. So, but you're supposed run the screen to set up the run. It's strategy. I shouldn't be have I shouldn't have to explain this like. Run the screens to bring the corners in closer, then hand the ball off, set yourself up for some play action, and get Smoke to run. He'll out-sprint anybody over the top. This is not hard. I mean, hire me, Tech. I'll take a six-figure salary, and uh, you can put me up in a house that I used to live in off Barnett. Do that. But, uh, yeah, man. Even even the things that we say, oh, if they did this, it would be better, still don't go right. Yeah. But do you have anything positive? Trying to try to get it all. Uh, well, the season's uh, almost over. Almost that's over. The yeah. <laughs> that, that's the biggest positive. I mean, did you I have a good a, Saturday? Because this game was on Tuesday, so maybe maybe you had well, a nice Saturday a, with the wife and child. It was a great sports weekend for me because even though I'm not a Chiefs fan per se, I, I'm heavily invested in the team because I watch all their games, and so they played Thursday, so I didn't have to watch them play. And then Real Madrid and Man United, it's international break, so they didn't play. Tech didn't play because they played Tuesday. The only team of mine that played today was Tennessee, and I don't really want to get into that. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Had a fine Saturday, but I ate some fake gumbo. That was cool. Old you know dirty rice-ass-looking gumbo. <laughs> and anytime I see crawfish anywhere up here, I either think that it's like gimmick crawfish, which is fake from Party City, or I uh, instantly think, oh, God, it's going to be dead crawfish, meaning they cooked it after they had died. So I was very skeptical, but I tore the tail off. And to my surprise, it actually tasted pretty good. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if we got a crawfish farm up here somewhere, but that's the positive. I had some mediocre crawfish this weekend. I have nothing positive to say about tech football. I'm leaving all that in because I used that entire time to try to find something positive to talk about. And here are some things I did not find that I was hoping going into this week, I'd be able to talk about Middle Tennessee struggled at turnovers all year. It was pretty much what we talked about last week and what I talked about in my blue tech blue post zero turnovers from the blue Raiders. And they even got one off of us. So that's not very good. All right, let's look at penalties. 
seven penalties on the night. How many of those were inside the five? Three, at least. <laughs> I remember three. You have that, and then, okay, that's that's pretty good, but when I went to go compare it to earlier games, our first two games of the year, we only had five penalties. Remember when we were complaining about penalties back then? And then I also happened to see that against UTEP, we had 13 penalties, and Nebraska, we oh. had 14 penalties. So, you know, we cut those in half, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, look at Let's look at running the ball. 79 yards on the ground on the night on 26 carries, three yards a rush. Nope, not that. Uh, let's continue down the line, try to find something here. The only thing I can point at and go, that's good is our passing efficiency when it comes to when it comes to completion percentage and this comes from both Jack and Hank uh on the night they total 30 completions on 47 attempts that's 63.8% completion percentage which which is the second highest of the season only coming second to Nebraska so we completed passes well i can tell you something i just completed in my brain is why do all of the tech quarterbacks have names that sound like they were coal miners in the 19th century and we got Hank, Hank. and Jack Hank and Jack, yeah, Hank, Hank and Jack, who are you know suffering from black <laughs> suffering from black lung. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, All there's right. nothing positive to take away from this. This team sucks. Our program's going in the shitter. We're going to be FCS in a year. In one year, wow. In um, one year, we are going to be on par with the FCS. You know, it's a funny. Calendar what? year, a fiscal year, or academic year? A uh, uh, one Plutonian year. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> that, that changes. So I think we, we have several hundred years then. <laughs> yeah, we got some time. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're doing players of the game, but I'm going to, I'm going to say one more positive thing. <laughs> uh, Zach Zemos had a really good game. He had 14 tackles, six solo tackles, had one of the highest PFF scores on the defense. So we've had some pretty good individual performances, even though the team itself was not great. No, he was definitely the most a powerful player out there for us. <laughs> okay. This whole podcast is worth it just for that one joke. I think we can hang it up good. now. That was good. Yeah, he's was the, good. Mo- the most, the most. And the oh, more you do it, the funnier it's getting too. Yeah. Add oui, the French oui. in there. Why not? Why do they even oh, make oh. that noise? Um, yeah. I'll give a player of the game too, though. Hank Bachmeyer. I mean, the team turned around when he entered the game. You can't really ask for a much more improvement than what tech showed once he entered the game. Almost came back and tied it late. It's not his fault he was benched. At least it's not his fault he didn't start this game. So, uh, yeah, I, he's going to be my player of the game. He made it interesting late. Can't wait for Cumbie to resign by singing Sandy Cheeks's Wish I Was Back in Texas. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go home. You know, if we're, we're not synced, it sounds like we're making whale songs from Finding Nemo. <laughs> that shit is staying. You cannot cut <laughs> okay, that. So, Somebody transition so, out of it. Much like Sandy so Cheeks, the offense was Cheeks well, in this game. <laughs> Cheeksy McClappins. So two things. Uh, so two things. One, um, if Cumbie were to resign that way, he'd have my full undivided respect. Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd call for him I'd, back. I'd rescind everything. I yeah. would annex Rustin to Texas. <laughs> um, and then two, Julia and I were watching Finding Nemo the other day. And there's a part of the movie I forgot about where they've been swallowed by the whale. And uh, Marlon starts like twerking on the whale's taste buds, asking <laughs> how he tastes. <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> He's like, how do I taste whale? He's like, like grinding his ass on the, uh, on the whale's taste buds. 
Uh, just like Tech was ground uh, away in this loss. That's right, guys. Works for me. That's the best trans- the best transition. <sighs> I can do. Well, this this has been fun. <laughs> this has been fun. No, Ish. no part of it was fun, but sure, thanks. I like singing though. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Harmonizing with your boys. We do that more often. We just need to pivot this show into something else. Into us singing songs from SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now what? Yeah. So that's pretty much our recap of the Middle Tennessee game and other things. Uh, let's go to the tweet of the week since we're not doing a preview of the show this week because we have the bye week. We'll go ahead and do the tweet of the week on this one. This week's tweet of the week goes to at Techalumbo5, William Smith. He's won this a few times. Just for, if nothing else, all the effort to write out lyrics to Are You Ready for Tech Football to the theme of All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming Over. An entire thing here. Uh, we already got our singing out of the way earlier, so we're not going to sing through this whole thing, but... <laughs> Uh, I'm not saying yeah. this thing. I saw Jamar quote tweeted it. Jamar also asked Cumby to fuck off. So there was that too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to our Instagram or threads, gtpdd.dog or our website, gtpdd.dog where you can do the contest you can read our blog posts that I haven't actually done in a little bit because I've been really busy. Or you can buy this month's shirt of the month, the merch of the month. It is a blue shirt featuring a B-52 with a blonde wig. It's the Blonde Bomber. Hell yeah. Well, that's fun. That's exactly the reaction I was going for. Get it for $5 <laughs> off in the month of October before it heads back up to its normal price. GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like we're going to die. Also, why in every show with French people are they always walking into their fucking apartment with a baguette coming out of a brown paper bag why is that a thing the american dream is to become rich and wealthy the french dream is to walk into your apartment with a baguette yeah with a baguette sticking out of a brown paper bag while you go inside and have to worry about getting stabbed yeah i guess yeah it's a french dream yeah it's a french dream this is what we've become guys this is what this podcast this this is it this is Uh, this is the bottom of the barrel this is below the bottom of the barrel uh, can't wait to have a bye black. week episode next week. That'll <laughs> I'll show them. We'll have fun. Uh, I'm with definitely. That. I am. We are bi curious. <laughs> bi curious about what we're going to say in the bye week. Yeah. I. Oof, uh, this is, if you're still listening to this, <laughs> we're, we're. It'd be sorry. weird because I'm pretty sure I'm editing this sorry. part out. This is not good. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I this is cutting room floor for, kind of material. I want all of you to feel as bad as I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We'll just put out the worst episode ever just because now you'll have to feel as bad as we do.